Hello and welcome to the first episode of The Fertility Bites with me, Lisa Ransom, perinatal and reproductive psychologist. Thought I'd use today's episode to talk a little bit about who I am and why I decided to do this podcast. So I'm a psychologist and I've been registered in Australia since 2010. Uh, I've previously worked in public mental health with 15 to 25 year olds and made the decision to transition over to perinatal psychology around about three years ago. The decision was on the back of having been through my own IVF and fertility treatments. So in 2012, my husband and I decided to start to try to have a family after approximately 10 months of trying to conceive. We went to visit my GP on the back of a menstrual cycle that had reached over 50 days. So in the previous 10 months, I had been tracking my cycles pretty diligently, had identified that they were pretty variable in length, but had limited knowledge that actually that was not normal for somebody and that realistically your period should be approximately 20 to 30 days in length sorry, 28 to 30 days in length and, you know, not very around much more than a day or two. Rather, mine were anywhere from 35 to 42. So huge red flags really got raised when I passed the 50-day mark. I had a GP who was really wonderful, ran a whole series of tests, queried some difficulties potentially around polycystic ovarian syndrome um, but definitely with some form of anovulation and made the call to send me through to fertility treatment. So in mid-2013, I found my way through to Ballarat IVF and we started on ovulation induction after having been diagnosed with female factor only infertility and predominantly around anovulation. We... We're lucky that within a couple of months of um, starting, we had got my cycles at least predictable in length, but no indication of any pregnancy. So after six rounds of um, ovulation induction using letrozole, we had a bit of a what the hell next appointment with our fertility specialist in early 2014 and made the decision that we would press forward with IVF. Um, Due to the regulations and requirements in Victoria at that time, we had to go through counselling, get our police and child protection checks. So we made the call that we would do one final round of ovulation induction and unfortunately that was not successful. So forward with IVF we went. Our first uh, round of IVF was delayed slightly due to waiting for private health insurance to kick in, but we had a pretty good round. Um, Fresh transfer on day three which unfortunately resulted in an ectopic pregnancy and emergency surgery um, resulting in the loss of my fallopian tube and the identification of stage four endometriosis so looking back there was clear indications throughout my late adolescent and 20s that I did have endometriosis but like many women had put it down to that's just what periods were like pain was normal and didn't think much of it so I had excision surgery a few months later and two months after that we had a frozen embryo transfer which led to the birth of our first child Um, fast forward a couple of years 
transferred our remaining embryo. Unfortunately, that wasn't successful. And so back in, we went for another cycle and our first transfer resulted in our second child. So as far as fertility treatments go, pretty linear. Um, we were lucky in a lot of ways that we were successful relatively quickly, but obviously not without some significant obstacles and hurdles. However, all through that, um, particularly going into a decision about what to do with regards to having a second child, whether it was the right decision for us or not, um, which was a lot to do with my husband being older, but also a pretty traumatic birth of our first child. Um, and she was actually born at 35 weeks. So lots of factors coming into whether or not having a second child was the right thing for us and lots of anxiety sparked for me. So I attempted to find a psychologist and after lots of looking around and recommendations, I found one and, you know, she did the job. But, you know, my suspicion was that there was space for improvement. So after having our second child, I really felt drawn to the space of particularly fertility psychology and supporting people who were going through their own fertility treatments and fertility challenges. So I made the call to do a bit of study and step my way through to that, but I will discuss that a little bit more in future podcasts. As to why I wanted to do this particular podcast, why I started the Fertility Bites, well, realistically, it's an extension of why I've come into this area of psychology. So what I'm hoping to do is to break down some of the stigma and the concerns that go on around fertility treatments. And the other thing I've learned is while I'm reasonably active on social media, I do a better job of talking rather than posting using typed text. I find it easier to kind of ramble along. So you'll probably find that this podcast is a little bit rambly at times, but I'm going to try and keep it short and succinct so it does fit around you and your life, as I've said in the introduction. So what I'm hoping to work through in these podcasts over time is a little bit more about myself, how I got here, what made me choose this area a little bit more, what training I've done to come through here, but also to step you through what does fertility treatments look like in the state of Victoria, which, I, which is where I work. What do we do as a fertility counsellor? How do we help to support you as you're embarking on fertility treatments? looking at what strategies you can do to help you through fertility treatments, how you can look after your psychological um, and mental well-being, as well as your health in general. In addition to that, I don't want it just to be, this podcast to just be a focus on fertility treatments um, and IVF and IUI, but rather, you know, part of my job role is I support people who have experienced um, pregnancy and perinatal loss at any gestation and for you know a multitude of reasons through um, termination due to baby illness um, through to other forms of losses that occur so talking a little bit about what grief is like and how we manage that what trauma can arise and how we can cope and manage with our trauma how do we connect with others how do we set boundaries so each of these podcasts will flow out with topics on them they're going to probably be random in their posting. Um, I'll try and be consistent as possible. But having a, my own business and a young family means that the consistency in how often I post might not be there for everybody. But do keep your eye out um, as I do throw up new episodes. 
For more information about who I am and what I do, you can find me on Instagram at seeds underscore for underscore hope. And you'll be able to find my email um, address in the show notes. You'll be able to find contact details for how to reach me if you think I can be of support for you. Um, If there's anything that you think would be helpful to hear on this podcast, please do send me an email and let me know. And hopefully you are happy to be here for along for the ride. And I look forward to bringing you more episodes over the coming months.